This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Liverpool 6, Leeds United 0. Liverpool stuff leads to cut City's lead. I'm Guy Clark. Welcome to the post-game podcast here on the Blood Red channel after a pivotal night for the Reds at Anfield. Coming up, we'll hear from Jurgen Klopp's press conference as well as a number of our resident Reds. But first, as ever, let's get over to Anfield and to our Liverpool correspondent, Paul Gorst. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel. The first time in a couple of years the Premier League will have a title race in March after Liverpool emphatically kept up their end of the bargain here in Anfield this evening. A 6-0 drubbing of Leeds United, uh, the Reds' biggest win of the season so far, has took them to within three points of Manchester City. Um, it seemed like it was uh, an impossible task just a few weeks ago when Pep Guardiola side with 12 points clear, but Liverpool have chipped away at that. Uh, and now they stand there uh, just three points clear with that game to come at the Etihad in April. This was the, of course, the game in hand that was rearranged from Boxing Day and uh, Liverpool were uh, never going to let uh, this opportunity pass them by this evening. Uh, two goals from Mohamed Salah, two for Sadio Mane at the end of the game. As we say, Virgil van Dijk with virtually the last touch of the game. and uh, One for Joe Matip as well. Um, marauding out the defences, he likes so often do. We played them on two with Mohamed Salah and shifted past the overwork in the Ambezre and the Leeds goal. And uh, Mohamed Salah scored them two in the first half, both from the penalty spot. Really put Liverpool on course in the second half. They come out uh, and it looked like it was going to stay at 3-0, to be honest. Liverpool grabbing the fourth inside the uh, final ten minutes from Mane. And then he added a fifth um, later on. And then, as you say, Van Dijk with, uh, I think it was actually the last touch of the game, putting the gloss on the performance. Liverpool now four clear of City in the goal different stakes, but three behind in the uh, point stakes. And uh, Liverpool won't be too worried about that right now. They've gnawed away at it and chipped away at it and uh, really have grounded down over the course of what's been the last five or six weeks. Um, Liverpool on a nine-game winning run now and uh, really does look like Things are blossoming, blossoming for Liverpool at just the right time. It's uh, the cup final to come on Sunday against Chelsea. Kind of a cup final, but uh, Liverpool never, uh, for one second, in all honesty, put one eye on that this evening. They were ruthless, um, utterly professional, as you'd expect from the Jurgen Klopp side. And they've run out here, six nil winners on the night. Uh, it's a big game, it needed a big performance, and it was a big three points, and then uh, everything has uh, been delivered for Jürgen Klopp on a silver platter this evening and finished at Anfield. Liverpool 6, Leeds United 0. Judging by your reaction at the end, that was uh, sort of the performance you were looking for and the intensity and the, the, the focus you, you called for at the start of the week. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, uh, the, 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 the challenge we obviously face every week, but this week was especially difficult um, because Leeds play so different to all other teams. Uh, and um, when you then have only one proper session to prepare it, you saw in the game that we needed the first 15 minutes at least to, to get used to it properly. So it was a hectic starting phase, a lot of pressing balls here, pressing balls. When we could have calmed the game down, we didn't. But then we we, we, we found our feet pretty much and then we, we really calmed the game down. And then we really, our passing, our timing, everything was better. Positioning was better, movements were better. And, and then we... Uh, scored the goals, um, forced the penalties, obviously, but scored the goals. And um, so, absolute key first half. But um, Leeds is famous for big comebacks um, like Aston Villa or wherever. Uh, so, and they had again their, their moments in the beginning of the second half, but he controlled the game pretty well, I have to say, and um, played then really good football. And I thought 
the longer the team went, the game went, the the the, the better we used the size of the pitch. And then with the way Leeds defense, it's then obviously really tricky to win all these one-one battles and all these kind of things. And then we scored really nice goals and um, could have scored even more. So um, yes, very happy about the performance. Thank you, Carl. We'll go to Neil, then we'll go to Chris. Neil. Hi, Jürgen. I don't think I've ever seen you celebrate a, goal, a game around field like that with, with the fist pumps that you gave. Does that tell you a little bit about the position you feel that the, the team's in and the, the, the fact that you'll need the fans for these games coming up? I'm not so sure. I, 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 um, if I would have been there 10 seconds later, I wouldn't have done it. But um, in that moment, I got a little bit carried away. Obviously, it doesn't happen too often anymore to me. But in this moment, it happened. And absolutely fine um, for the moment. And um, I really love um, how the whole stadium responded um, tonight to the game and how we really were in the game as a unit. Um, and I couldn't be more thankful for the support from of the people because um, um, so many things happened only because of them. And um, I'm, I'm really happy that we, from time to time, will not have a lot, obviously, <laughs> uh, but we can give them a performance and a, a scoreline like tonight. Um, but yeah, that's it pretty much. Cheers now. Chris, I've put you on mute. It's, 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 it's fine to be fair, Matt. I was going to ask similar questions, so it's okay. You can move on. So. No probs, no probs. Okay, so we'll go to Dave Maddock, I think, to finish, who's not on the camera at the moment. Dave will be the last question or questions. David, if you can hear, there we are. There we are. Uh, Jürgen, I, I mean, obviously now you're you're three points behind uh, City. You were, I think, you were 14 points behind about 10 days ago. So, uh, sorry, it's 12 points behind 10 days ago. Uh, I mean, it is a remarkable um, turnaround in that sense. Um, and I think the way that you, you've done it, you 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 just keep scoring goals. That's 106 for the season already. But you. And you've got 17 different goal scorers, which is a club record. Equally, in it, you've done it twice, twice before. And do you? Is that the philosophy that you just have to go on the front foot to to chase City down? To to be. No, actually, we honestly we don't chase City. We 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 we, we try to win all football games. So, um, and the thing is now we have obviously the cup final the weekend and. Um, City plays, I don't even know exactly who, but they might probably win uh, this game. Then it's six points again before we play the next Premier League game. So, and I'm not sure if we play then the next game after them or before them, it might be nine points uh, all of a sudden. So we don't have to count these kind of things. We just have to win our football games. And do we do that front-footed? Yes. But as much as I love... The the, the 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 goals we scored tonight. As much as I love, um, much I love the, um, I love the clean sheet. So because everything we do is based on a on a on a top organized defensive performance. Without that, we are just a, a, a good football team. With that, we can be a successful football team. And um, I like the way, I like the determination we showed again tonight um, for, for defending the commitment of the boys. And um, it's, it's um, yeah, it's an interesting period, definitely. An interesting period of the season coming up. Now we play the final and uh, FA Cup, then, um, and then I don't even know until then, <laughs> West Ham or what? Is the Norwest? Yeah, it's probably so. Oh my God. And nobody should 
um, count the points before we play them because we, we lost there the game. So there's obviously, if well, we say the open bill, um, we have to clarify something. But it's in, in 10 days or so. So, so many things can happen until then. Um, we just have to stay really focused uh, and and go for it with all we have. Okay. And uh, Carla, when I got your hand back up, this will be the last question. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was asking about Joel's goal. He's uh, he's threatened to do that quite a lot this season. Is it, is it something you've encouraged him to do, come out from defence like that? You might remember the goal we scored. It was Moore's goal after after Trent's cross at Leeds. I'm pretty sure it was a very similar situation. So obviously the way Leeds defends, it gives especially Joel on that right side the chance, and actually it's a duty then to step in to to make yards. Then in the end, they will always wait a block, and then you have to find a way uh, to to yeah to keep the game going. And he did that this time with a pass to the outside and followed through. So, which is absolutely great. And then you finish it off. So, um, it's not possible in all games, and not not um, needed in all games. But against Leeds, it's possible, and against Leeds, it's needed as well. So, he did that very well and um, got the full reward for it. Really happy for him. Mike Holt from Go in the Match podcast with my review on Liverpool 6, Leeds United 0. The title race is well and truly on um, and this is starting to feel like quite a special season for the Reds, to be quite honest. Um, winning that game in hand, obviously everything went our way the weekend. Winning against Norwich, Spurs doing us a favour um, at the Etihad. You know, it really is starting to feel like things are starting to swing our way in the momentum, um, especially with the cup final on Sunday. Um, it, re- it really is starting to feel like a special season for Liverpool. And that sort of epitomised it in that performance there, that, that 6-0 performance. Um, I'd probably say that's the most complete performance we've had all season. Um, and we've had some great ones, but, you know, you look at Old Trafford, <laughs> You know, that's probably going to be the standout moment of the season, potentially. Um, you know, we'll do well to top that one. But as 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 a whole performance, it was just complete. It just had everything. Um, I mean, going through the start in 11, um, it was, you'd probably argue with what we had on the bench there, it was probably the strongest lineup that we could put out. Um, I didn't do my review for Norwich at the weekend because I was at the game. Um, and I was really disappointed with Oxley, Chamberlain and Cater in that midfield. Um, I've got deja vu. I'm pretty sure I've said that again at some point this season before. Um, and I just felt like that midfield today, you know, Fabino, Thiago and Jones, it just they just complemented each other a lot better. Um, Jones, one of his better games of the season, got around the pitch. When he did get hold of the ball, he made the right pass. He didn't do too much. Um, I thought he was really, really good today. Thiago, he, always superb um, on the ball. What I like about what he's doing at the moment is when he is getting the ball, first point, first um, point of call is straight to Salah. He's looking for that diag straight across the pitch over to Salah, um, and nine times out of ten that sets him away. Um, like I say, anyone would look good alongside Fabinho. Um, you know, he's he's just a catalyst of this team, isn't he? Um, obviously, they call him the lighthouse for a reason. Um, defensively, we weren't really tested, truth be told. You know, Leeds are pretty turgid. Um, 
they look quite defeatist, if I'm quite honest, um, as a starting eleven uh, there today. So they didn't have too much to do at the back. Um, Trent, not one of his better games, not that he didn't play awful. I just feel like it didn't, things weren't falling for him, maybe as sometimes they do. Delivery wasn't quite on. Um, his body language looked a little bit, not, I don't know if sulky is the word, but he just, I think he just kind of felt like it wasn't his day necessarily. He wasn't going to get an assist, um, which for a right back of his caliber, he'll be disappointed for. But and then Robertson, he looked a lot better tonight. You know, could never fault his work rate. Um, obviously coming in for Simicass. And then up front, you know, Louis Diaz looks like the most natural Liverpool player I don't think I've ever seen come into a team. You know, it's it's testament that he is. He has just come into this team so quickly and slotted right in. How many players have, you know, Jurgen Klopp bought, you know, your Fabinho's, your Oxlade-Chamberlain's. They don't come straight back. They don't come straight into the team. You know, maybe they have a couple of months. Robertson's another one. Louis Diaz has come straight in and he's slotted straight in. Um... And like I say, it is testament to him. He just looks like the most Liverpool player going. Trickery, he wants to get stuck in. He can shoot, powerful, superb. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if he starts to cut final on Sunday. Um, and then Mane playing in that number nine. I thought he did really well in that, actually. Quite surprised. I really wouldn't have thought he would have been up for that. Um, or you would have got the best out of him. But... He held the ball up really well and he was a focal point. He was drawing in fouls. He was really good. I think that's that's definitely an option maybe going into next season. Um, and Salah, well, Salah is just Mohamed Salah. He's the best player in the world on current form. Um, and like I say, he gets the two penalties, um, the handball and the, you know, arguably last man on Mane. You know, both penalties and he slots them away very nicely. Mane gets two goals there as well, um, which will do his confidence a world of good. Both of those lads coming back from AFCON recently. Um, and Mane took his goals really well. Um, and yeah, Van Dijk's at the end. Um, you know, he's popped up with a few headers recently. And I suppose most special one out of them all was Joel Matip's, um the Cameroon Beckenbauer. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the the guys that are going to do their reviews will say the same as me that it's felt like that's been coming for a while that uh, he's going to you know storm past the opposition's eleven and just slot it in. You know it wasn't quite that, but it wasn't far off. Um, you know that was just it'll be another one of those moments of the season. I'm sure just like Allison's had a against West Brom last year, but you know like I say, what a performance from the Reds, absolutely sublime. Um, and, you know, the, the thing is, City will be looking at this thinking, just well, just like Guardiola said today, Liverpool will just that pain in the ass, And, you know, that's just music to my ears and I'm sure everyone else's. Um, you know, we just got to keep... It's a cliche, but we've just got to keep watching each game by game. You know, hopefully City will drop points. You know, technically it's in our hands because we've got to go to the Etihad. But, you know, the thing is that it, 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 is, it is for the taking this season. Um and obviously, like I say, cut final on Sunday. Massive game. Can't wait for that. I'm so excited for that. It'd be really important just to get that um, winning momentum feeling into the season. There's a couple of lads that have joined the team uh, since we've won the league that haven't picked a trophy up. We're in Liverpool Red, you know, the likes of Jota, Thiago's, and obviously Louis Diaz. So, you know, hopefully we can do one over on them um, and then go into the FA Cup and. You know, the quadruple's definitely still on. The post-game 
podcast on the Blood Red channel. Time now for more of our regular Red. Steve Dawson to come, but before that, let's hear from Mark Baker. Comfortable win for Liverpool at Anfield, but one that they needed to secure to put them in the driving seat to really test City within the next few weeks. But it was a game I always felt Liverpool would win. Leeds, very much a team who come out and fight fire with fire, interpret a, a man-marking system across the pitch, which, if you've got inferior players to the opposition, is always difficult, for, for me anyway, to, to be able to come on come out on the right side of the result. And as it proved, Liverpool's individuals were much stronger than Leeds and won them 1v1 duels, but also there's a, a massive lack of confidence running through Leeds at this moment in time, which means the, the cohesion that is required to be able to, to play that system in which players vacate certain areas at certain times means it's doubly difficult. So I always felt Liverpool were going to win the game. Obviously ended up winning it quite comfortably. Started off quite sloppy. Um, should have gave a penalty away. Clear penalty, in my opinion. Liverpool got away with one with Alisson and did, did start sloppily. And Leeds got into some really good areas in the final third and it's something that, again, again against better opposition... As I talked about in the last particular fixture, then Liverpool have got to tighten up with and start a lot sharper and with more concentration and focus because if better teams or better players get in them areas, then Liverpool find themselves chasing the game and it, the game has a totally different outlook then. And like I say, they were saved by a refereeing decision off a piece of sloppiness from the goalkeeper today. But in general, you couldn't say that after that, there was much to be negative about at all about Liverpool's performance. Obviously, you can only beat what's put in front of you, but they were by far the better team. And created numerous chances. I think they finished with an XG of over four. Something ridiculous as that. And Leeds very, very rarely threatened Liverpool's defensive third after that. And I think going into this fixture and going into the week, really, I think the big talking point for me is what the lineup will be for the final, what he would perceive as his strongest lineup, the manager. And I mean, the majority of the team for me picks itself, but there is a couple of areas within the team which you look at and you think to yourself, I wonder which selection he will go with. And one of them, I mean, to be fair, I say one of them might be centre-back. I think because Canate's played well and has came in for a few big games, you'd say that it's always an option that he could utilise him in a game against Chelsea. And I always believed that Joel Matip wouldn't play three games in a week. I know he has done this season. Obviously, he's got a history of not doing so. And you do always need to, to protect him, even though his fitness record this season has been obviously outstanding but history tells you that you don't want him overexerted that absolutely fantastic defender and he's been magnificent for Liverpool this season but like I say I, I was surprised to see him start the game today in the sense of because of that potentially starting three games in a week but then when I looked at the opposition in Leeds United it made me totally sort of renege on, on that thought process because like I mentioned before with Leeds deploying a very unique system in the fact that they go man for man against against the team and will their players will basically follow players into all different areas depending on who their designated responsibility is. And what that means is there's always a player spare for each team. So uh, when I say Leeds go man for man, they do apart from they leave one player spare and that player is always their centre-half. And likewise, the opposition player they leave on the ball is one of the two centre-halves. So, with that in mind, obviously Liverpool have the most progressive centre-half in the division in relation to travelling with the ball. 
making distance and gaining yardage with Liverpool up the field. And that's, of course, Matip. Now, he used that to great effect in the first game at Elland Road. And it's always a factor that Liverpool have tried to put into their games against Leeds, knowing that that's the spare man. Spare man sorry, they even tried to do it the season before with Ozan Kabach. Obviously not a, as great a player on the ball as Matip. But again, it was it was utilised brilliantly in this in this game for Matip's goal. And on numerous occasions in which he was able to overload the midfield of Leeds because he created that extra man, that ability to stride out with the ball. And it's a unique skill in a centre-half. I mean, Van, Virgil van Dijk's an absolutely fantastic player and a great distributor of the ball from longer range, especially cross-field balls to the wide areas. But he isn't a player who drives into central areas with the ball and travels with the ball, breaks lines. Joe Gomez is a player who's got traits such as that as Matip in terms of dropping the shoulder and then filtering into midfield. But Matip, for me, is the best centre-half in the division of doing it. And it was perfect for Liverpool in this particular game and it paid dividends, really. And that's why I think it's interesting because my head says to me that will he play Matip for three games in succession? Now, you might think to yourself, I think they've got the FA Cup game against Norwich the game afterwards, so potentially so. And he has done... I think it's once this season he's also played three games in a week. So the precedent is there. But I've just got in the back of my mind whether he will bring Canati in for that fixture. It's just a really... I mean, both have performed really well this season. If it was me, I'd, I'd still go for Matip. I think he's the best partner for Van Dijk. But it wouldn't surprise me if Klopp goes for Canati in the final. But it will be an interesting one. And the other position is probably that centre-forward position because, of, of course, Diogo Jota, I mean, it remains to be seen if he'll be fit. I think you can probably rule out Firmino as being a viable option. I mean, anyone who suffers a muscle injury within a week of of a fixture, you normally believe that he's not going to be fit. I, I suppose the best you could hope for is maybe an impact off the substitute bench. But Jota's was more of an impact injury in terms of the ankle. So... I think there may be a case that Jota will be involved. Now, whether he's deemed fit enough to start is another thing altogether. I mean, Manny played the central position today. Felt he struggled for large part in terms of some of his decision-making in that position. I think I think some of his movement was very good to create space for others and his movement for, to win the penalty was absolutely fantastic. That timing of the running behind from a fantastic Salah pass. But in general, playing in their more congested areas amongst pressure from different angles and different sides, I did think he struggled a little. I have no doubt he can play the position and he has done that for Southampton on numerous occasions as well. But I suppose it's an adaptation period in the role. He's, it's been a foreign role to him over the last few seasons, having predominantly operated off the left-hand side. So, yeah, just if Jota's fit, you have to imagine he comes in and plays that central role with Manny then shifting back out to the left-hand side. But I think if there's any doubt, and I know the Klopp is a big one for players being at their absolute maximum in terms of fitness, then you'll probably see Manny down the centre of the pitch and Luis Diaz, who had a good game today, operate on the left-hand side. So I think that all hinges that selection decision on Jota, really. And I suppose the midfield for me probably picks itself. I don't think Henderson's, as I say, I'm a massive Henderson fan. I don't think he's been brilliant this season. I think he's better playing behind the ball as the deepest midfield player but still is a very accomplished player playing in that right-hand side of the midfield three. And as being the captain, you'd imagine he takes his place in that midfield setup. Valkyrie's Jones was very good today. One or two errors, 
it's just a, a little bit technical errors in terms of dwelling on the ball. But what he offers Liverpool, I think he's going to be a fantastic player, Curtis Jones. I think he completed more dribbles than any player, had more shots than anyone from the midfield section of the pitch. And he's a real player who I think has got a lot more to offer. But I've, I've talked about that quite a lot of times. I think this will come a little bit early for him in terms of being selected as a started in the final. So you will see the Henderson, Thiago and Fabinho midfield three. And I just wanted to finish by talking about, because it should never be forgotten, really, the performance of Mohamed Salah and how magnificent the performance was. Again, game suited him perfectly, of course, in terms of how Leeds set up. But I just wanted to mention about his passing today, because all other aspects of his game we know are absolutely fantastic. I mean, his, his actual travelling with the ball, for me, has impressed me so much more this season. And he just seems to be adding different strings to his bow. And some of his passing range today, I mean, the pass for Manny... To meet Manny is the moving target to win the penalty. Absolutely fantastic with his left foot as he come inside. The weight of the pass, brilliant. Uh, the reverse passing to Henderson for Manny's goal in the second half. The no-look reverse. Again, perfectly weighted and timed. The eyes in the back of his head to spot it. And even more so, the one that stood out to me was the, the one-two with Matip for his finish. Because on his weak foot, the way he just took the absolute perfect amount of pace on the ball to meet Matip for the run. And to do that on your weak foot as well, I think we're entering a different phase of his career here. He's just absolutely amplifying every part of his game and and if it's possible, making himself a more complete, more rounded player as the weeks and months go on. And we're talking about a special player. I mean, I don't need to go any further on that, but he's actually displaying parts of his game in terms of his passing range that I wouldn't have said he had. Uh, listen, don't get me wrong, I think he's always been a really, really good passer. But we're talking absolute elite levels here. I mean, if Leo Messi was playing them passes, I'd be eulogising over them. So um, the repertoire that he's shown tonight, long may continue because, I mean, what? How how do you currently defend against him if he adds that kind of range on a on a weekly basis? Something that he has already done over the past couple of months. But if he can make it consistent over a period of time with that kind of delivery from all the different angles. <sighs> scary player <laughs> but we know that so all looking forward to the final anyway Steve Dawson on Liverpool's 6-0 drubbing of Leeds United I was feeling fairly sort of ordinary about this until the last few minutes when those final goals came in at 3-0 um, I was I was just thinking well this is a disappointing Leeds side and we've we've done well enough uh, but then you know to to double that lead and and get six Big goals. They're very important. Six punches from Jürgen at the end, which is really lovely to see. A copper door that, don't they? I think we all do. The goal difference issue with Manchester City now is in our favour and uh, not by a tiny margin. I think we all know how things stand now. This is looking doable once again, isn't it? And this night could be uh, a pivotal point in the season when we look back on this campaign once it's all done and dusted. So really important. And I and, and my my feeling about the game, you know, I've got a bigger smile on my face than I had, um, you know, let's say at the 55, 60 minute mark. It was very, very satisfying indeed. Great to see the smiles on, on the boys' faces at the end of the game. I think they're all very pleased with their contribution there. It was, it was super to see Joel Matip uh, finally get a finish after one of his... Little floats forward, um, super one two, and what a finish! I mean, that was top top class. That finish, uh, he's, a, he's a very enjoyable player to have in your squad, isn't he? I um, 
I wonder if he'll be in the starting 11 for the Carabao Cup final. It's um, it, it's possible, given who we're playing, uh, that Konate will be selected in his place. Uh, it's also possible that Jürgen continues to not really favour playing him um, in you know, twice or three times in a, in a short space of time. I wouldn't be surprised if Karate uh, gets his role in the centre of defence. I think we can be reasonably certain that the midfield lineup now will be Fabinho with Hendo on the right-hand side and Thiago on the left. I think that's why Thiago came off when he did. Um, and I think that would be... That would be a, a decent midfield to line up against Chelsea in the Carabao Cup final. Uh, I think up front, it, it will probably be uh, the, the three that started today unless Diogo Jota is fit and then he probably would come in for, for Diaz. But uh, yeah, exciting times. Uh, looking forward to that. Just um, want to say briefly that the, the goal uh, that... Our fourth goal which was Hendo winning possession from some, well, one of a series of fairly loose pieces of football from Leeds in their own third and played in Salah. And he, I think he was aware, I'm sure he was aware that Hendo had made the run forward. But as far as I can tell, he didn't look up at all to see exactly where Hendo's run was. I think he just had this impression about the shape of Hendo's run once he'd seen him take off. And then to turn and then make that little reverse reverse pass between players right into Hendo's path so that he could then square it for first time for Sadio Mane was just delightful to see. Really, you know, really capped off what, what, what has now become a very satisfying evening. Uh, and, and six goals is, is very important. There's a lot of a lot of effort on the part of some players, I think, to get Mo Salah's hat-trick. Um, but it, there we are with Sadio Mane ending up with, with two goals. And it was it was good to see him get that contribution. Um, I, also, I also felt uh, you know, the heartstrings were pulled a bit when I saw Divock Origi. Um, I, I think we've, we've all heard Jürgen's language about attempts to sell him and that he was surprised that no one came in for him. In uh, in the in the off season, and I, you know, I swing backwards and forwards on 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 whether Div should be a, a part of this squad or not. He's, he's obviously a part of the club's history and will forever remain so. But I think I'd be really sad to see him go now. Um, if if I think if you had to let one of him or Minamino go, um, I mean Minamino's contribution seems to be more consistent. He gets more minutes. He does score when he's on. But I think Div must be very, very tough to mark, very tough to handle. And he's a he's a really good option to bring off the bench. He's got a sort of a, a trickery about him, an awkwardness that just isn't easy, I think, for defenders. Anyway, that's Jurgen's problem to solve. And um, you know, there are there are worse problems to have. At Gulasahi on Twitter, G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I. So the Reds off to Wembley following six of the best against Leeds. The title race well and truly back on in the Premier League ahead of the shootout for the first piece of silverware of the season. 
listening to the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel.